It's the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Or on the phone line at 918-879-1170. Both those ways you can get a hold of us, smoke signal, carrier pigeon. I guess you can stand outside and knock on the window like you're Travis Kelsey's. <laughs> We don't encourage that, though. Bryce also in the next room. I'm Rick Corey in here, and we are already two hours in. You know, I, I just mentioned the Thunder, um, and we were talking about them winning, and Shaq, they retired to Jersey. Now, you know Orlando, when he and Penny were there, they had some really good times there, and it really launched his career, obviously. And he, he later went on to, you know, famously win championships with the Lakers and with Kobe and all those things. But, you know, as much as he and Kobe... And now, of course, after Kobe's unfortunate death, you hear Shaq talk a lot about Kobe and his respect. They had their their differences of opinions oh, yeah. when we were in the Lakers. You know, and I remember the news conference where, where uh, Shaq said, "The offense runs through me." Mm. You know, and and they they didn't always see eye to eye, but that's what happens when you have strong personalities who are really good athletes and players. But when they, yesterday they retired his jersey, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I know there are a lot of people in Orlando, as is the case when somebody leaves, that just weren't happy. Just, yeah. you know, forget him; he's gone. He's not our guy. Blah, 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 blah. But I thought last night he was pretty good when he spoke to the crowd. Michael Buffer like. I want to thank the fans. I know you guys could have been anywhere. You stayed for me. Appreciate you saying. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to wear the blue and white. Orlando will forever hold a special place in my heart. I'll always be proud to be part of this magic franchise. Thank you all, and I appreciate you very much. And thank you guys. Without you guys, there would be no me. Greg, Latero, all you guys, I want you to stand up here with me because it's never about me, it's about us, and I couldn't be me without you guys, especially JTMF money. And the MF stands for exactly what you think it stands for, JTMF money. So I want to appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming out. And to, and to the, the DeVos family, whenever you want me to quit TNT and come back home, you give me a call. I'll be here in an instant. Love you guys. Uh, that that was really good. You know, that's that's a guy who obviously appreciated his time and and perspective brings that back. When he left, I doubt. I mean, it didn't seem like he was mad at them or anything, but he wanted his next opportunity. He wanted to win titles, and it hadn't worked out even when they were good. Yeah. Um, and so he got his opportunity, got his titles. It would be fun, I think, and this sometimes happens. Now he's not leaving TNT. I don't like anytime early, mm-hmm. uh, anytime soon. And honestly, the show with those guys there, it's really good. I think oh, they give each other, right. yeah, they give each other, you know, guff all the time, and they have fun. And Shaq seems like a good guy, such a good guy. We've heard the stories of he's, mm-hmm. you know, the one where he was, I think, in Atlanta, and he was in a jewelry store, and some guys in there trying to buy the the ring he really wants for his girl, and he couldn't afford it, and Shaq just bought it <laughs> and paid for it. And we've seen more than one story like that about this guy yeah. that he has done these kinds of things. But I think him going back and being, say, the magic color guy. Would just be fantastic. It would. I mean, I mean, even if the if he wants to slow down one day, because those studio shows, you know, TNT or wherever, they require a lot of effort. Yeah, you might think they just fly in on Sunday and show up in a suit. That's not the case. Well, at least not usually. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you, you being able to go do something like do a little TV at home like that, 
as your re- quote unquote retirement king. That sounds like fun. I don't know where he actually lives. Do you? I I don't know. Um, but you know, he was one of the pioneers for that franchise, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, to in the very early years of when they started out. So to be looked at as one of the guys that got that going, that eventually mm-hmm. leads to my era of growing up and seeing Dwight Howard and Jameer Nelson, you know, it's it's kind of fun that transition of him and Hardaway to that group and turning the magic into the history that they have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that group with Ian Penny, they were really, mm-hmm. really good. And then you think later on, you know, you had the, you had the Oklahoma tie down there, and as you mentioned, you had Dwight Howard. We saw my family and I were on a vacation in Orlando and decided to go see the magic. Because Delaney, my youngest, is a really big, well, she's a fan of every sport. So we've been to several places to see things because we happen to be there. And, hey, look, they're playing. So we went down yeah. to watch them. And I got to admit, this is like, we like to get to games early, especially Delaney and I. So we, we, we get there, I don't know, we get there an hour early. You want to wander the arena. You want to take mm-hmm. it in. You want to smell the popcorn and look at them, you know, the merchandise and all that. And Dwight Howard was down in just an Under Armour with cutoff sleeves. <laughs> and he was shooting free throws. And at that time, you know, at that time, you kind of can wander around, right? So we we walk in and we come down to get to our seats and we look out there and there he is. And Christine's eyes got the size of dinner plates. <laughs> she just kept walking. She went all the way to the rail and then moved as close as she could get over to the free throw line. It was just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So tight, it looks like a tattoo, right? I, I mean, did. just and that young man. I mean, you know, same thing when Carl Malone would stand yeah. at the free throw line. Oh, you, you'd go, "Oh my God, mm-hmm. how many houses can you lift?" <laughs> and you know, there was a time when basketball players didn't look like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, think about sprinters because we were talking about the enhanced games a minute ago. Think about sprinters. There was a time when sprinters looked like Bob Hayes and guys like that, and you'd have to might Google them. But now you look at sprinters and they all look like bodybuilders. Because yeah. te- technologically, we've come to the point in understanding and physics and all those things, what you need to get faster. And we realized it was, you know, there was a time when they tell you, oh, you don't lift, don't lift weights now. That's going to make you slower. It's going to bind you mm-hmm. up. Used to be that way in football. Our coaches told us when I was in high school, oh, no, you don't want to lift weights. Not during the season. No, 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 no. That's never. Oh, no, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to make you, you know, you're going to get too tight. You're going to get too bulky. You know, you're gonna, not going to be able to move. And now look at sprinters. <laughs> Every one of them is just a ball of muscle. But then Dwight Howard looked like that, too. But then that's exactly also what Malone looked like. Those guys. And so she stood down there until they ran her off. The usher finally came and said, ma'am, where's your ticket? Well, it's up there. Well, then go up there. And she came back up and sat down. And I just laughed. That security guard probably is like, this is like the eighth time today so far. So, yeah, just, you know, some, some, yeah, some wife is down here just, you know, just looking at him. And he comes up. And now a, a friend of mine and a guy I used to work with in four was for many years their radio engineer. And he said Dwight was a really good kid. He said he got, unfortunately, when he got a lot of money, he got a little misguided because that's what money does when you're not used to it and blah, blah. He was around some bets from yeah. other people. But he said until that point he was really actually a very good kid. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm glad to hear that. And I covered Malone when he was with at Louisiana Tech with Willie Simmons. Because oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. were here for an NCAA that had mm-hmm. Oklahoma's team with Stacey King. It had the USC team with Bibby. It had the Indiana State, or probably the Illinois State team of Bob Donawal that was really good. And they had the Louisiana Tech team with Malone and Simmons, who looked just like Kareem. Even mm-hmm. more the number and had the goggles and the whole number. <laughs> and I covered that for AP and UPI and us at the Maybe Center. And you talk about a fabulous regional. Holy oh, cow, that was good basketball. 
I can't remember. There may have been somebody else there, but I remember those four. That'd be cool to be in that venue too oh. for for those NCAA. Tournament. Yeah, it's a great it's a great venue for that. And it, and it was it was really stressful because I was trying to do three networks, and one hit was at the top of the hour, and the next hit was at thirty past. Now the hits were not supposed to be more than twenty seconds, so you know they would intro you at the top of the hour five seconds in, and I had I I go to twenty five, and the instant I'm off at twenty five, now I'm on this one at thirty. Now mm. with the intro that got me in at thirty three thirty four, so it's from this to this, and at that time you didn't have the equipment we have now, so what I had were two phone lines in front of me, and both of them had these little coupling devices that would allow you to broadcast that you, to use the phone as though it were a broadcast link, even though it sounded like a phone. Yeah. But that was pretty common back in those days. So it was quickly from this one to this one, to be able to do it and make sure that you got the right one and the right out cue and don't blow it and don't go late. <laughs> And, and the network's really good about not going late very often. And it, it was fun and ridiculously stressful. Uh, plus, yeah. I was still doing stuff for the radio station, which, but it was fun. And, I, and getting a chance to be there. And I knew the Illinois State guys from doing Tulsa basketball, so I knew Donawald, uh, which helped a little bit. But watching the others, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't that aware of Malone at the time when he came right. in. And, and it, so getting a chance to watch that and then Stacey King and those guys. It, it was, was a good really, opportunity for oh, that. Oh, God, it was, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah. At any rate, all that to say, I'm glad those kind of guys are mm -hmm. decently you know, good guys. Malone, of course, he and Stockton together in Utah, that was pretty magic for a while too. Mm -hmm. And I will still say that uh, Jordan pushed off. But anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you mentioned earlier with the, I think you're alluding to this, with the Oklahoma connection because mm -hmm. my, my dad just texted that, you know, I think Brooks Thompson played on some of those magic teams with Shaq, uh, the old OSU guard. Yeah, and didn't um, Harvey and Grant? Uh, I don't know. I think Harvey so did. And if he didn't with Jack, I know he might have later. I'm pretty sure Harvey Grant played there as well. All right, I, we, I mentioned that uh, the NCAA has come to an agreement with, or the CFP has come to an agreement. Yes, he did. Yeah, Go on. <laughs> yeah Harvey, I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. Harvey did. Um, and he was on those great Billy Tubbs teams. Harvey was. He's, he yeah. was smooth now. Uh, those great, great um, Billy Tubbs teams. God, they were fun to watch, weren't they? Anyway, um, ESPN's come to an agreement with CFP. And it's not just an agreement with the CFP. It's the kind of agreement that would make most of us just drop our gums. I mean, the amount of money they're going to pay the college football playoffs. And as we go forward with 12, I really I understand why it's going to be like that. But this agreement is $7.8 billion. Ooh. That's where they be, a billion dollars for six years. So that will make ESPN the home network through to through a tw uh, tw through pardon me twenty thirty two seven point eight billion, which is a ton of money. I get it, but as soon as I say that, and then I, and then my brain goes, but until when? And I go to twenty thirty two. Well, what's it going to be worth then? Oh, so, I mean, that seven point eight billion right now might sound like a bad deal, but in twenty thirty two, that might sound like. That might you might feel like you're the ACC and we sold out too early, huh. right? Yeah, you could. As silly as that sounds, but what does that tell you about what ESPN expects out of that 12 team playoff? A, a lot of viewership, I think. <laughs> a lot of eyeballs. Unbelievable. But now the CFP, while they're doing that, is also deciding that they want to monkey with the format. And you have an opinion. Well, uh, I remember. Are you talking about what I brought up to you uh -huh. earlier? So, uh, yeah, I was... The 5 plus 7. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, w I was mainly talking about uh, some of my... <laughs> there's multiple things going on in terms of postseason for college football and college basketball. Mm -hmm. I was mainly going for college basketball because I have some opinions on the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. But I think that when it comes to this, um, 
I, I think it's certainly they're trying to help with the Pac-12 and Washington State and Oregon State situation mm-hmm. um, to be able to give all champions a shot. Yep. And I I, I worry with the Pac or the uh, 12 team format just because I feel like the goalposts are going to be uh, shifted in a way. In and, what way? And what what I, and what I mean by that is. I feel like the rankings in terms of what is looked at as a team that's just on the outside now is going to be pushed out of the 12-team playoff as well. I feel like it's going to be shifted to where when we look at it now and you see a team that's maybe 6th or 7th in the rankings and all right, they're just outside, what is that going to look like when they try to allow some other teams when it comes to strength of schedule or the new term that I love that's both in college football and college basketball, which is like quality losses. Mm-hmm. Is that going to ultimately push those teams that are just on the outside right now to a 13 or 14 and we allow uh, some of the nine and three Auburns and South Carolinas and, you know, teams of stronger conferences who, if they've only lost to Georgia, LSU and Alabama for them to sneak into that six to 12 ish range, um, and we're just going to keep moving the goalposts. That's one of the reasons that I, that's probably my only drawback from a 12 team format. Well, let's start with if Auburn gets to nine and three, for God's sake, let them do something <laughs> because that alone. You say if Auburn's nine and three, you know what? Let them get yeah, in there. Hell with it. Go with, go with <laughs> it because that's it. It's been a long time since Auburn's got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the five plus seven model, which gets, you know, it gets in those power conferences and then the next seven highest ranked. Yeah. Well, the the quote unquote group of five, and, you know, and, and Oresco was one of the guys, and he's retiring, but he was one of those guys who said, you know, I'll keep talking about it, and maybe we'll do it, but he wants to make sure that there's somebody from a group of five. But let's be honest, let's. I think it's time we're realistic about this, and you know, I, I don't care who you are, if you're that right now group of five. Now SMU pulled themselves up, and because they had eight. Eighty hundred billion dollars and people down there who don't mind throwing their money in, into a fire, those kind they get themselves where they want to be. But for the most part, most everyone else who's in that group of five, I think, I think, understands that's where they're going to be. So yeah. wh- when are we going to come to the point of just saying, let's stop kidding ourselves? You guys go be you, and we'll go be us. And when we're us, as I've said that a thousand times, it'll still be competitive but we'll have an opportunity to win and not have to play games that we don't have much of an opportunity to win. And, yes, we can talk about Appy State and the upsets and all day long, and I love those. I've been a part of a couple of them. Would you would you still give an opportunity for that earlier in the season? <sighs> well, the problem like with not is money yeah. because of the so money. you got to get those, paid somehow. Yeah, <laughs> those, the money those teams pl- make yeah. from those games. You know, and then when you allow, you know, okay, New Mexico State goes in and beats Auburn. To a pulp. Yeah, and got, what, 1.3 or so for that? So they went down there for the paycheck and came back with a dub. Yeah. And now that's, but we also know that's not very often, and it is Auburn, um, which right about now at Auburn, that might be often, but it's not going to happen very you know, much. Then you go back to the point of, well, what do you do to replace that $1.3 million paycheck? Does that mean that when you switch and there is the thus, them and us, if you will, and everybody knows we're going to get there, just when, and how do you format it? How do you then make it so that us can survive mm-hmm. and can actually have a competitive athletic department? You can within that, I think, 
probably. Yeah. And I think it probably evens the playing field for some schools who really have to fight to get there. And I, I know I've asked you this, but because I don't think this your answer agreed with this, but you wouldn't change it to um, like another FBS, FCS situation, right? I don't know. Where you would change it into a Division One AA, if you will, for no, group of five teams? I don't think so. I, yeah. I, I really don't. Because I do think it is still a little bit higher. I think it's a higher quality of football. Now, mm-hmm. we're, we're learning through the portal, though, that you'll find guys who are signing at Michigan and USC and places like that who last year were at Portland State or someplace you've never mm-hmm. heard of because, yes, athletes sometimes prove themselves in yeah. year one when they didn't have the, what – "Quote unquote intelligent scouts thought, and most scouts know what they're doing. Cam, most, Cam Ward was that incarnate word. Yeah, <laughs> now right. he's at Miami. Yeah, and a lot. Of, look, I get it. Some of these guys don't pop off the page as high schoolers for whatever reason, and sometimes it's the measurables. But as I've said before, did Steve Largent have the measurables? Not all of them. What he yeah. had was one hell of a career that ended him in the in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when 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 Drew Pearson." Left Tulsa as a quarterback slash receiver. Did anybody expect him to be in the Hall of Fame as a wideout? Now, he played at the right time with the right people. He had Staubach and he had the Dallas Cowboys and all that. But Drew proved Still himself. got to do your part, right? Yeah, he proved himself. It's, we're seeing that those, those athletes at that level, in many cases, are as good. But there aren't as many of them. And how many times have you heard a head coach say, our first team can play with almost anybody. But as soon as a guy goes down or gets hurt or we have to rest him, it's different. And yeah. that's where teams have a harder time beating him. Now, I'm not saying that the first team at Marshall is as good as the first team at Michigan. I'm not saying that. But I that first team there and at most high-level schools are a lot closer than a lot of people mm-hmm. think. But when you get to that next guy, God bless him, because he's trying, but he's not the same. Yeah. It was it was your best chance at least. Yeah, I mean you can you know, the the other guys can run two or three deep of people that could still start for you at yeah. you right and then and then you're out there and you're doing the best you can but eventually guys get tired and so I you know, I I don't know it's it's hard to say because I know there's holding on to that of you know we've got that chance and we get to do what UCF did when they won a New Year's Day game or we get to do what Tulane did when they beat USC Cincinnati Cincinnati finally making breaking the playoffs, the playoffs. <laughs> right we there's some people are going to get to do that they are very rare mm-hmm. unfortunately and the, the, you know how do you how do you base your life do you base your life based on what happens once every two hundred days. Or what happens to you the other hundred and ninety nine? Uh, I, I would I, sometimes I would want to base it on what happens every two hundred days, but no, I don't. Realistically, you don't. You hope no. for that one, and you plan for that one, and you really want to get to that one. Yeah. But that's not how you plan your life. Right. Well, then why would you plan your entire budget that way? Mm. Uh, to me, that's just a sense thing, and I know for some schools, and they're, I'm sure there are people listening, and you can disagree with me right now. On the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. You can disagree with me right now and say, no, that's wrong. We need to always have that chance. And I do believe that there's still chances there. There are so many created bowl games out there that are just moneymakers for ESPN because they mm-hmm. own so many of them. You can still play in those games. And those games for those schools are still important. I've been part of those. I've seen how a student body or a city responds to those kinds of things. And and being there, I mean, Tulsa traveled remarkably well to Memphis and remarkably well to Mobile and actually 
took a good number of people to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah. Uh, That's an expensive trip. I mean, I get Mm -hmm. it, too, but that was Hawaii at Christmas. That wasn't easy. Yeah. And there were still a decent number of people there. Not like Memphis. Memphis was nuts. There were 20 grand or so over in Memphis. But I remember in 91, out in Anaheim, they took a hell of a crowd. The Freedom Bowl? Yeah, the Freedom Bowl back in the day. I think yeah. my grandparents were at that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was there covering that one, too. And they took a they took a heck of a crowd out there to that. And and, and they're not the only ones. Other people, too. That's just who I know because that's who I'm around. I'd love to have your opinion at 918-262-5072. All right, coming up, Tyler Cass, our Arkansas Insider. We are at the Blitz 1170 in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. He's Bryce, and I'm Rick. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tonight, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane are back in action. They'll be at South Florida to face the Bulls. Tip-off is at 6 with a 5.30 pregame starting over on Big Country 99.5. In women's college basketball, the 23rd-ranked Sooners will host the 21st-ranked Baylor Bears, and the OSU Cowgirls will be at Texas Tech. But for those games, tip-off at 6. And yesterday, the Kansas City Royals unveiled their plans for the $2 billion-plus ballpark project. They intend to build their new ballpark blocks away from the T-Mobile Center and the Power Light, Power and Light District. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, on the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always do. It's 821 on the Blitz 1170. That's Bryce Sauce. I am Rick Corey. Uh, I'm watching here some of the, uh, we've got the morning shows on up there on our TV. So we saw the folks upstairs at News on 6. And they were doing a lot of Valentine's Day things, including we, uh, we do have the each state's favorite candy on this day which I will get to in our notes here toward the end of the show. Uh, also, I'm, I'm watching the, the national one here talk about other things for Valentine's Day because I started the show you know, saying, hey, look, I want to do something. And I honestly, I, I fully admit, I screwed up. I thought it was tomorrow. And, and Happens. Life's really busy. I mean, yesterday was our, it was our sixth trip to Oklahoma City for Lindsay's proton therapy, but it was only the second treatment. The rest were kind of preparative, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we are now six down, 33 to go. Uh, which, hey, that's what we, we do what we have to do. So it's yeah. busy. That's what I do every day. As soon as I leave, I go home and get everything ready to leave and, and take Lindsay to and from Oklahoma City every day, which, thank God, the Turner right now is in not bad shape. Although I did see something about road work starting in March. We'll have to pay attention to that. Uh, so anytime you're on the road, if you happen to be on the road before me to Oklahoma City to and from, please text me at the Neuropathy Treatment <laughs> Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072 and let me know. Um, exactly how it's going. But I said, because I was leaving this morning and we had a situation at 3 a.m. at the house. So I've been up a long time. But as I was leaving, Christine said, oh, happy Valentine's Day. And I said, well, it's tomorrow. No, it's today. Oh, damn. <laughs> now, it's not a big deal at the house. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, missiles are going to go off if I, you know, if I don't do something. But I was planning to do something today anyway. But I was kind of thinking I had time for tomorrow. So if you've got any last-minute thoughts, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please, 918-262-5072. So I'm watch, what I'm watching on the national show is Vino for Valentine's Day. So they they got a, a sommelier from Food & Wine doing those things. Mm. Uh, that would be fine, except most of what they're going to talk about up there, I'm, I, I don't know where the hell to big, get that. Big wine guy? <laughs> uh, no. <clears throat> uh, I'm not a big alcohol guy of any kind, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I 
I don't drink much at all, although with the way life's going, I'm willing to learn. <laughs> uh, uh, but Christine is, uh, I want to say a huge fan, but she's she's all right with it. Yeah. But if I if it was something that was really good I, you know, and I knew where I could get it, I'd give that a try. Uh, <laughs> other questions, though, are there other suggestions at 918-262-5072? Done the cards, done the flowers, done the candy, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be useful. I mean, something <laughs> useful. I mean, something that you can be, you know, rather than... Maybe long term. Just, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when Kerry said, "Look, after you know, he's been married apparently forty two years. We're at thirty three. He says, "You know, at forty forty two years, you can't be creative anymore. Just you know, go with the Starbucks card and that kind of thing, and mm -hmm. you know, get him dinner, and you know, it might be a really good idea." All right. Uh, as we uh, come back here, we wanted to talk about a couple of other things. Uh, today's the parade in Kansas City. For the Chiefs, we talked about whether or not you'd want to be there, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, maybe. <clears throat> At the same time, I'm uh, not really sure that, that uh, I'm that excited about it. I had a couple of other uh, situations here or notes here. I thought when I was looking at the parade today, I started seeing some other things with the Chiefs. And there's a lot of numbers that come out of the Super Bowl, obviously. Did you see Rasheed Rice set a record this year uh, for a rookie in postseason receptions? Man. So when the you know when they lost Tyree Kill, everybody said Mahomes won't be the same, and then everybody I mean then for a while his receivers couldn't catch a cold, let alone <laughs> so, a ball. Felt like it. Yeah, I know. And, and they had all those drops, and then Rasheed Rice, who just kept showing up, but he wasn't a real target early, or at least a lot, just kept showing up. And then you get to the post game, dude had twenty six catches. Man. So the most by a rookie ever in a, in a postseason, and I just thought. You know, I'd seen some of the stuff with him. He seems I'd seen him, of course, covered him at Rice or heard me at SMU, and he always seemed like a good young man. And I remember asking Rich, their play-by-play -play guy, one time, "What's he like?" He's always oh, great. You know, mm -hmm. good family kid, just a really good kid, easy to get along with. Doesn't doesn't see himself above anybody. All those things. So it's really cool to see him have that kind of success. Twenty-six receptions. I thought that was pretty magic. Uh, the other thing is, <clears throat> there <laughs> we talked about the Duncan commercial. The Dun Kings and how yep. they sold out of the sweatsuits and the entire, you know, tracksuit thing in nineteen minutes after the game or at during the game. Well then we played for you yesterday the one minute outtake, if you will, that mm -hmm. was created. Well now it turns out there is a four minute cut of that commercial. Ooh. Yeah. And I have found it, but I haven't previewed it yet, so I am not playing this right now. <laughs> Although I'm sure it's okay. I still don't want yeah. Bryce to have to do the dump. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to it separately, but I did find it. And this actually comes from Stuart Mandel. I love Stuart Mandel. He's a great writer. And he said, it was already my favorite Super Bowl commercial. This is next level. There is an Affleck cut of the Duncan commercial, and it's glorious Oscar bait. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I can see yeah. it, and glorious. I hope so. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to preview that and see if we can't uh, – can at least listen to it in, in maybe our notes at the end of the show. 827 on the Blitz 1170. Hey, I want to remind you that the Daryl Starbird's 60th annual National Rod and Custom Car Show comes up this weekend right here in Tulsa. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, and it's back Friday through Sunday at the SageNet Center. More than a 1,000 exotic cars, hot rods. They're going to have some TV guys out there that you've seen. They'll be doing car chopping and cutting out there. They're going to do all kinds of cool stuff in, inside. They've got everything you would expect after all these years, and it's this weekend right here in Tulsa. You can find them at starbirdcarshows.com. Hey, I want to tell you about Over at Door Company's commercial division, Over at Door of Tulsa's commercial division. That is Frank Sanders Jr. and his family. And I've told you before, you know, today the weather's a little nicer, but... 
you know, Monday we faced ice and snow and all those things, just proving once again that weather in Oklahoma is, as we all know, completely unpredictable. And it's one thing for you and me who had to get up and drive through it to work, but if you've got a business and you have a commercial door of any kind, could be the big kind that goes up and down that looks like a garage door, but it's not, could be the big kind like they have at the airport, you know, those hangar doors. Could be something like a fire door, a high-speed door, a sectional steel door. But you know what I'm saying? Any of those, even the, the doors that go up and down in the back of vans, you know, those delivery vans, those are commercial doors. And that's what they specialize in over at Door Company of Tulsa's Commercial Division. Now, back to the weather part. Right now, it's still chilly in the morning. And the last thing you want is all that cold air inside your shop. You don't want your employees cold. You don't want your stock or your you know the stuff that you're trying to make money with cold. You don't want your machines and equipment cold. You also don't want it to be 110 in there during the summer, and those doors make a difference. And as soon as those things start to growl and rattle and make funny sounds, we can all write it off to, well, Oklahoma moves. That's the way it is. You know, the ground shifts, blah, blah, blah. Sure it does. But every time it does, that affects that door. It affects the gaps and whether or not you get air in and out. And that's why the commercial division over at Door Company of Tulsa is the choice for Tulsa City for police and fire doors, for Amazon for their doors, for many at the airport, for the BOK, you name it, they all trust them. Because not just is that door different, even if it looks like a regular garage door, but so is that opener. It's got to be way more high, heavy duty, up and down and constantly moving. So if you're getting the groans and the creaks and all those things, don't ignore that. Plus, if it's getting colder or hotter in the shop than it needs to be, let them come out, do the adjustments, do the seals, and even insulate it for you. The big deal is they have more than 50 years' experience in doing this, and no one else does. It is that simple. No one else does. So for you, it's easy. You just go to OverheadDoorCompanyTulsa.com. That's OverheadDoorCompanyTulsa.com, and then click on Commercial. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder spoiled Shaq's jersey retirement ceremony as they beat the Orlando Magic in their final game before the All-Star break. Jalen Williams led the Thunder with 33 points. Shaq Ildis-Alexander added 32. And Chet Holmgren had 13 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 blocks. In women's college basketball tonight, the 23rd-ranked Sooners will host the 21st-ranked Baylor Bears. And the OSU Cowgirls will be at Texas Tech. Both of those games tip off at 6. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane are back in action tonight. They'll be at South Florida to face the Bulls. Tip-off is at 6 with a 5.30 pregame. You can listen to that over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Many of you have done that today. We appreciate that on our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We are in the Tulsa Oilers studio reminding you anytime they're home, you can skate. Well, when they're home on a Sunday, you can skate on the ice with the players. Simple enough to do. Take your skates or rent some there. It's any home game. Skate on the ice with the players. Any home game on a Sunday, pardon me. You get to do that. And remember, too, we do the Blitz upgrade. So you can buy any seat there. And sometime during the game, we're going to call out seat numbers. And we're going to take somebody from, case might come a cheap seat, and put them right down front and do the Blitz upgrade. 837, I mentioned that the, the Arkansas Razorbacks will be in action in basketball tonight with Tennessee there. Probably not what our Arkansas insider Tyler Cass would like to start with, but 
<laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's tonight, so you got to kind of mention it. It's uh, <clears throat> it might be ugly early in this one. What do you think? Well, I mean, you also mentioned another game that I'd much more be happy to talk about, which was last night's Syracuse-North Carolina game, <laughs> as my alma mater took down number seven North Carolina and they stormed the court at the dome. Um, but hey, why, why why not? You know, the number seven team in the country went on the road and lost. So. Why, who's to say the number eight team in the country can't go on the road and and, and lose? Uh, Arkansas hasn't had a winning streak in SEC play yet this year, but this would be a first, you know, coming off a win over Georgia. Musk is very that, hey, we won a game. doesn't mean we figured things out. In fact, I don't know if I'm going to have things figured out this year. It's going to be a game-by-game, match-by-match-up basis. But, I mean, it's not a – it's not a year where anyone is unbeatable, and Arkansas has already proven that Bud Walton with a top 15 you know, atmosphere is going to be a tough place to play. I mean, they beat Duke. They hung tough with Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't think it's, it's going to – unless it gets ugly early. There's not been a team that has proven they can come back from early adversity. But if Arkansas can keep things tight in the first half, there's a shot. Yeah, first of all, let's go back to Carolina. Anytime they lose, I'm happy. So I am I'm with you on that one there. And and the whole Syracuse thing, you share that with my broadcast partner Bruce Howard, who is a big fan of them. You know, and, and to your point about I want to ask something about Muss. You get a chance to be around him a lot more than we do. I mean, we see him at games and we see him at post and that kind of thing. And then we they were over here, of course, playing at the BOK Center. I saw a couple of people said that dude's just unhinged. But you said he he admitted yeah, they might not even have it figured out this year. All we've seen from him in post has been a frustration, really. Underneath that, when you're around him more often than that, do you think he has a calculated plan, or is he as frustrated as he seems? No, I, I think the frustration is real because, as I mean, look, unhinged is definitely a way to describe him, and it's not inaccurate. Um, but there's, you know, it's usually a bit more mad scientist. There is a calculated plan underneath all of it. I think what is so frustrating for him this year is that plan after plan has fallen apart. Um, because, I mean, look, you, you talk to the players, uh, you talk, especially it's evident uh, in the NBA guys, the guys, even if they're only here for a year, and then listening to, to NBA coaches talk about them and listening to players talk to the next level, the, the thing that sets Moss apart is just how guys are, how in-depth having report is however he's doing nba level preparation for college guys and that's what gets so dangerous about arkansas in the tournament is you know you have so little time to prepare but must and his staff are, are so elite at the preparation aspect at everything that goes into the game before the game and that's why i mean nba coaches love arkansas the last few years just because of how ready they are for things like that so that's i think been the biggest source of frustration and why even you know like you said if someone who isn't watching, you know, necessarily every single game or press conference or, or media availability can still see that frustration. You know, he, he's got this everything planned out down to the last second. He's He's got the rotations he wants to use, exact strategy, especially defensively for every single player on the opponent team, exactly what he wants to do. And it's very tailor-made to his roster. And then this year, those guys just haven't been executing, and that's that's why all the, you, you know you see so many different starting lineups. Uh, I think since SEC play started, Arkansas has used more starters than any other team uh, in Division One basketball. More guys since conference play started, uh, which is the opposite of what Eric Musselman likes to do. He brought up in a press conference back when he was the coach of the Warriors. They went seven. They went a whole season where they went seventy nine straight games 
with the same starting lineup, and that's that's his goal. That's his dream, where he just has his plan and it's executed game in and game out, uh, and and they can go from there. Clearly, that's not the case this year. Kind of admitted even after the Georgia game, after a game they won. Hey, this doesn't mean we've cracked a code. We're going to be figuring this out based on matchups uh, every single game. I mean, against Georgia, they went real guard heavy. I don't think that's a method for success against a Tennessee team that's got some real skilled big guys. So we'll see who he rolls out there today. Yeah. Well, that's a, I guess that's the part of the frustration. If he has a plan each time and each of those plans fall apart, the one thing you want to hope, and again, that's one of the reasons I ask you, and we're talking to Tyler Cass, our Arkansas insider from KTHV 11 in Little Rock, is that you know with the players, it can be really easy to, and I've seen coaches do this, unload on players constantly, rather than just, okay, now that didn't work, now I do this. No, that didn't work, now I do this. Guys have to get it, too. Do you feel any of that there? That's the thing. In little bursts, and I think that's what – I mean, because it, it'd be almost easier to just write off the team. I mean, Musk is never going to publicly do that, but, I mean, just, you know, you could read on, off some mannerisms and some words whatnot sometimes with coaches about looking ahead and isn't going to do that because – Every now and then there's there's these stretches. I mean, you know, the, the first two-thirds of the game against Kentucky, uh, the first, you know, 90% of the Missouri and Georgia games that they won, uh, things were clicking, and they, they seemed to have hit on something. And then they've been really bad at closing games, even in these wins. I mean, Missouri came back to make it a single-digit game when it was a 20-point game. Georgia came back and made things real tight at the end there. Uh, the A&M game, of course, Arkansas led by 20 points, and then, took a buzzer beater to win. So, I mean, the inability to close is is a whole other issue. But, yeah, I mean, every now and then the plan works, and every now and then the adjustment works. Because that's, again, the the big issue with this team that we've seen is it's so much more a a collection of individuals than a team. And Muss has, in the wins, been good at, you know, finding the guy or two who, okay, this is what's working tonight. Let's adjust. We'll go through them. Great. And he's got four or five guys who you could run a game through. Uh, but against Tennessee, eh, it's, it's got to be more than, than an individual. Oh, God, yes. Talking to Tyler Cass, our Arkansas Insider, here on the Blitz 1170. It is 844 in your drive to work. Bryce Hulse? Tyler, I know that uh, since Trayvon Brazil's injury, uh, both Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell have really stepped up their game and, and produced so much better. Uh, it seems like the Razorbacks have played, whatever it's worth, a little bit better than before Trayvon Brazil's injury. How much do you put into their ability over the course of the rest of the season and how much that can help the Razorbacks going forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a little terrifying to watch every game now because the depth there, you know, in that front court is so low. It's like, man, if, they start, if one of those two gets in foul trouble early, things can get real ugly because um, Musk has not shown any sort of confidence in the tallest guy on the team, which is, 6'11 freshman base, um, who, you know, McDonald's All-American, five-star recruit, but it just hasn't seen the floor. Makai Mitchell especially, I mean, this is who who they thought he was. This is the reason that they brought him back and not his twin brother, who's now at the University of Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, I mean, he's scored in double digits four straight games now for the first time in his collegiate career. And then, you know, he's one of those guys, year five at school, number four, I believe, or no, number three, excuse me, his twin made it to number four. Um, so it's kind of all coming together finally for him. And then for Jalen Graham, I mean, the offensive skill has always been there. Uh, he's got one of the better big man spin moves that you'll ever see. It was just a question of, of defense. And I think that's where he's kind of started to figure things out. 
So, I mean, and when they're running a lineup with both of them out there too, I mean, it, it can work. Graham's got a little bit more flexibility to get out the, to the perimeter if he needs to. Um, and it just so much hinges now on smart defense, no fouling, because if one of them has to sit, then there's not much else as far as size of that lineup goes. Let's talk about something a little happier. Uh, nice start for the softball team. Off to a 4-1 and one start. Uh, lost the last time out to Penn State, that 3-2 to two game. But as good as you expected, winning easily over Marshall FAU and really easily over Ohio. And, you know, the Michigan State game was closer. But uh, so from what you've seen so far, as good as you'd hoped. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you want to get that Penn State game, obviously. It was, it was the toughest competition of the weekend, and it's, if Arkansas is going to be a team that potentially makes a run to Oklahoma City, those are the games, you know, the teams you have. But you take it, 4-1, and one, your one loss is by one run in extra innings to the best team you played. And now you just kind of got to you got to roll it into, into Arizona. That's their first two weekends. They're playing five games in three-day spans on opposite sides of the country. That tournament was down in Florida. Now they go out to Tucson uh, for five more games this week, uh, which is a little personal for them, uh, two or Two or three years ago, Arkansas hosted a Super Regional for the first ever time. It was against Arizona, and Arizona came in and beat them uh, at, at their home park. Personal. It's personal for me, too. My, my dad's whole family's from Tucson. I get lots of texts whenever Arkansas plays Arizona and everything. That was U of A for me growing up. Now out here, they call Arkansas U of A, and it confused me at first. But, yeah, no, it's fun. Well, not this, that. We are very close to kicking off baseball and getting underway there. As a matter of fact, what you're uh... – Oh, two, eight, two days away from that series with James Madison. Uh, have you had anything significant happen there? Anybody get hurt? Everybody well? All that? Yeah. Like I've said, you know, this is the last two years, Arkansas lost their Friday starter before the season for the season. Right. This year, that hasn't happened. I, I imagine they're being real careful with Hagen Smith. He's the Friday guy. He is first-team All-American across the board preseason pitcher of the year in the SEC, you know, in every single of the 50 publications that do rankings for baseball. And he's going to go out there Friday at three. I'm excited. I'm making the trip up to Fayetteville. Usually it's like that the baseball gods smile upon Arkansas. And that first weekend in February where they're playing baseball is like a, a little, a little oasis of good weather. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. So they might run into some issues there. They're trying to play four games. They're scheduled for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Dave Van Horn said they're very open to the possibility of there being a doubleheader one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 all lined out, looking good. The only the only slight things, uh, Hunter Dietz, a freshman pitcher who was their top ranked freshman pitcher in, in what was the top ranked recruiting class in the country this year, they're going to hold him out about a month uh, just because of a, a lingering issue that they don't want to turn into something bigger. So they're just taking it real slow with him, um, just because I mean they, they don't need to. I think if it was you know if this was a regional, if this was if this was Omaha. He'd be pitching, is what Dave Van Horn's made it sound like, but they don't need it. They, they want him later in the season, so they're holding him out. And then Peyton Stovall, you hate to see it. He, he, he lost the end of last season, uh, their second baseman, to, to a torn labrum. Was back fully healthy this year, ready to kind of be the anchor of that lineup on offense, and then fractured his foot in a scrimmage Gosh. Um, a couple weeks ago. He's going to be out about, they said, the first month or so of the season. So yeah. there's going to be some interesting defensive rotations to cover there, but – Again, it's 
so far, mostly minor bumps and bruises, and, and as long as they have those guys for the stretch run, they're happy. Yeah, that's what, that's why I ask, because I know they had that weird stuff happen before. One last thing before you go, that college baseball series down in Arlington, I find that one really fascinating. Arkansas will be down there with Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Michigan. You expect to know at the end of that really how good they have a chance to be? Yes and no. Um, you, you'd think so. Uh, we got to talk to, to Dave yesterday about that, and he was very – Almost like interestingly, you know, kind of like he goes, well, you know, you learn about your team, but if you lose, you can go 0-3 in this thing, and it doesn't mean you can't have a good year. Uh, Arkansas kind of had a mixed bag in these, these early season tournaments. I mean, there's been years where they've gone in and beaten multiple top five teams and looked like world beaters. There's been years where they've gone in and uh, not done so well. I think this is a year, though, where they're not really tinkering with the, the top of the rotation. Your, your weekend guys are pretty set right now as opposed to, you know, throwing different guys in there for that Sunday or even Saturday and see what you get in the early season. So I do think it's a bit more representative of what the year can look like where you've got your top three guys going up against, like you said, it's, it's Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan. Those three, your top three guys going up against three power five teams, you should learn, at least on the mound, kind of what, what you've got, you know, a little bit of preview because they don't have the strongest of non-conference schedules outside of that. Texas Tech comes to town, but that's full of SEC play. So Mm -hmm. this is the biggest test by far, and it'll be a fun one. Uh, Arkansas fans, you know, ever ever since the pot fly of which we do not speak, playing against (laughs) Oregon State means something a little more. So, And then Oklahoma State, I'm sure you guys remember that, that regional a couple of years ago between oh, yeah. the two got wild. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why it's going to be fun. Uh, good, good news for college baseball, really all around. Well, all right, uh, Tyler, have a, a wonderful trip up. Hope you have a good time, and we'll see how it goes tonight against Tennessee. Appreciate your visit, my friend. Well, it's always a good time at Bomb Walker. If you've never been there, get out for a game. It's a jewel. I love it. Absolutely. Tyler Cass, KTHV 11 Little Rock. He is our Arkansas Insider on the Blitz. One final break here as we do that. Let me uh, remind you about um, the folks who I think should always be your first choice when it comes to any commercial door. That is Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division. That is Frank Sanders Jr. and his family who brought it here. His dad, Frank Sr., back in the mid-60s doing regular garage doors all over Tulsa. But Frank Jr. realized that nobody was doing commercial doors well. And they're not the same. As a matter of fact, there are, there are people who will still take a regular garage door and a regular garage door opener and try to pass that off to you as something you can put in a business. And let's be honest, some of those doors look the same, but they're not. They're not the same. Business doors op- operate a lot more. They go through a lot more stress and pressure. They're not treated as well because sometimes the, the delivery drivers or the employees themselves, hey, it's just not the same as their own stuff. So those doors have to be tougher. And those openers, those those operators, absolutely have to be tougher. And that's what they specialize in. So if yours is going, making these grinding sounds like it's a dying yak when it goes up and down, they can take care of that. If yours is just not working like it's supposed to, if it's too cold or too hot in the shop at the wrong times of the year, you need insulation. Do you see gaps at the bottom? Are you getting water or you know extra, you know if you will, elements inside? Have them come out and take a look. And especially when it starts to make those noises, you can't let that go. It has to be done right. And if you're looking for a specialized door, high speed, you name it, they do that. 
They do, or the, you know, they take care of the doors for police and fire in the city of Tulsa. Look, it, it's no other person to do it, no other people. That 50-plus years of experience just can't be matched. So if you need one replaced, yes, they have to be your call. But how about a service contract so you don't ever have to worry about it when you need them? You can do that. Best way to find them is go to overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com. That's overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com, and then simply click on commercial. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. And we have, as a matter of fact, from time to time, and we hear from a lot of you today on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Bryce Sauls in the next room. I am Rick Corey. We've got a couple of things to run down here before we finish. Uh, one of those, and I just thought this part was, was fun. I saw this actually late last week. So when we had all that coaching movement, including Chip Kelly, there was something about the 2017 and 2018 coaching carousel, if you will, who was hired and who was fired. And that that was kind of, you know, we had Dan Mullen, Scott Frost, Jimbo Fisher. There were bidding wars for these guys. Three of them are completely out of college football. And then Chip Kelly, the other one, just took a job as an offensive coordinator so he wouldn't have to be a head coach anymore. But look back at that 2018 hiring cycle. Scott Frost in Nebraska, Jimbo at A&M, mm. Willie Taggart at Florida, Yes. Dan Mullen at uh, pardon me at at, at part of Florida State. Yeah. Dan Mullen at Florida, Chad Morris at Arkansas, yes. Chip Kelly at UCLA, mm. Kevin Sumlin at Arizona, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, and Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Gosh. Now the instant you think all the people in the big offices with the dark walls <laughs> and the two fingers of bourbon and all that have all the answers, listen to that list again. What I'm not going to read it. I don't have to. What are the chances all those will end up sucking? By the way, Joe Moorhead was at Mississippi State at that time, too. Uh. All those guys. And how many of those guys aren't even working in college football right now? Yeah. And that's what. And Back on every, TV. And everybody wanted these guys, and they were the big deal. And look, nobody can really guess, but I'm just telling you, it's easy to miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I have to do tomorrow a Packers fan, back when they had the opening at defensive coordinator, applied. And I want to read tomorrow the handwritten note, handwritten, the Packers sent him back. It's fantastic. And I'll do it for that for you tomorrow. All right, that's going to do it for us here on a Wednesday edition of the Blitz. It's off to Oklahoma City again for me. Bryce will be wandering around with his uh, Valentine's Day stuff, which is really cool. In the meantime, my wife texted and said the best thing you can do for your husband on Valentine's Day is prove you love him by trimming his toenails. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. I'll figure something out. We'll see you tomorrow on a Thursday edition of the Morning Blitz.